0: Hello and welcome to Le Bourgeois, the official League Arm podcast. Now in the latest of our series of exclusive interviews, we bring you a fascinating chat with Maxwell, the Brazilian defender who spent four and a half seasons at PSG and incredibly won 14 trophies. Maxwell speaks to Robbie Thompson about his good mate Zlatan Ibrahimovic, about playing with David Beckham and about helping PSG become a European power. He also confides with refreshing honesty about certain Champions League shortcomings. Don't forget to rate our podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. But for now, enjoy the interview. Maxwell, <laughs> it's been a little while, but it's great to, great to see you enjoying the sunshine of uh, a Brazilian confinement. <laughs> How, first of all, just tell me very briefly how how you're coping in Brazil. It must be nicer when the weather. I can see that you're, you're tanned and you're you're in a t-shirt, so it's it's all good.
1: Yeah, it's all fine here, Rob. Thanks God. Uh, I think it's a difficult situation for all of us, of course. Being uh, being close home and not having the freedom that we we was we were uh, used to have it. But once I have the kids and I have this uh, beautiful place to stay, I have nothing to complain. Everybody's healthy. And let's hope that all this finishes as soon as possible with less victims as possible. Mm -hmm. And then we have a normal life and I can go escape from the sun in Brazil to go to visit you guys in Europe.
0: (laughs) With the rain and the cold. (laughs) But I know you love it. I I was thinking just in preparing this, you've probably lived more of your life Certainly in the last 20, what, 20, 19 years mm-hmm. in Europe yes. rather than, than Brazil, yes. yeah? apart from going back yeah. for a few weeks.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Even in my vacations, I was spending more time outside Brazil than in Brazil. Mm. Uh, of course, having my family and my friends here, of course, I miss them a lot. But um, I was used to being in Europe. I love the places that I have been living. And I was trying to enjoy, I love the, the 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 culture and the, the way of life in Europe. And going back is is hard for me. It's a mm. new reality. It's a new challenge, of course. But uh, as I said before, I have my kids around me and I think this is give me strength and, and hope to to that everything goes fine.
0: Has Brazil changed a lot from the in the, the twenty years you're in Europe?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of things changed. All the freedom that we have, we had uh, before, we don't have it anymore. I think mm-hmm. the streets are, are not the same. And of course, it uh, got it really big and crowded. And, and we need to, of course, to to take, all the security matters to, to have no problems. Mm-hmm. Of course, it changed a lot. Even my friends, I left Brazil when I was a teenage. Yeah, and. Uh, and I came to Europe, I was in Europe uh, very, very soon in my life. So, of course, when you come back as um, uh, a father, as a, <laughs> a man that was all retired, <laughs> I think everything changed, of course.
0: When you, when you arrived in Europe as a teenager in, in Amsterdam... Did you ever think at any point that, that you could be playing for, for Paris Saint-Germain? Because I stress, of course, this is a podcast we're talking about about the club, PSG. What Did PSG mean anything to you back then when you first arrived in Europe?
1: No, to be honest, Rob, I think uh, I, I have never dreamed to play in Europe. I was uh, in Cruzeiro here in Belo Horizonte and I was just dreaming to be a national player from the, for the club. And uh, of course, the opportunity to go to Ajax was really, really soon, and it came as a shock, as a surprise for me. And once I was in Ajax, I was really happy in the club, and I could never imagine to play for PSG. We had already some uh, Brazilian, big Brazilian names, mm-hmm. uh, as a Ronaldinho, Rai before, Leonardo, Valdo, uh, Ricardo Gomes, all these big Brazilian names and players that have been in the club before. But uh, I could never ima- imagine that I was arriving one day, uh, for PSG and for the other clubs as well that I that I played for.
0: Well, let's let's fast forward. You arrive with Ajax. I think you 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 have a serious injury at at Ajax at the end of your time there. But before then, you're named Player of the Year in the in the Netherlands. Ajax are a side that had won what, three, four times the, four times the Champions League when, when you are there already, the European yep. Cup. You go to Inter Milan, who are another club with a huge history, and then three years at Barcelona, which, of course, everyone knows. So you've played with, with three giant European clubs, and then you arrive at Paris Saint-Germain, who want to be a giant club in Europe. How yep. was, how did, well, tell me, how did the move come about, first of all?
1: I think I was I was in Japan with Barcelona we were playing the World Cup championship for clubs and um of course I could never imagine to leave Barcelona in that period because we had so much I always say that was a lesson for me and I was enjoying so much to be in that club and you could never imagine to pay to a bigger club because for me there isn't a bigger club than these top clubs Barcelona and and Madrid or whatever and uh so once I had a talk with Leonardo, I really understood that was a huge um, project coming for Paris, and uh, I decided I think I felt that there was a good opportunity to be inside inside of a club that was trying to build something. I have played for clubs that was already built, and they had stability, they were uh, champions before me they would and they was they were also. Champions after me, so mm-hmm. the clubs they had their history and Paris, as much as they had history as well. I think Qatar came to give another impact uh, in the club. Uh, so I, I just felt that it was a good opportunity for me to build uh, a project together with, with the club.
0: So the Qatari ownership had been in place for just six months. And we have players like Javier Pastore, uh, Sirigu Lesmatuidi has just arrived, uh, Jeremy Menez. But when you sign, it's you, Alex, and Thiago Mota in December. And there's a change of coach as well with Carlo. Mm-hmm. What did you find when you arrived at, at PSG? What, I mean, you say it was your chance to be part of building something. Did you expect it to, to need to be built so
1: much? <laughs> no, I could never imagine that it was like that. I had really, I was in shock in the beginning uh, about the, the infrastructure that we had in Candeloges. Uh, I think it uh, had impact also in a sportive way, how we were playing only the weekends. I have never played only the weekends before, so I had no games during the week, no Champions League, no Europa League. I think the facilities that was the most uh, shocking for me. Because the, the comte de
0: loge at the time was two, two pictures and a, and a weights was, room,
1: yeah? Yeah, but the, the field was uh, yeah. in another condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the dressing room was completely different. We had no restaurant at the time. Everything was improvising, but I could see because we had a lot of talks with Leonardo, with Carlo. And especially with Nick that Carlo had as a performance mm-hmm. in that time. So he was trying to change a little bit, a lot of things in um, in Candeloge to give us better conditions. And uh, it was moving fast. I could see that the will was there. Uh, everybody wanted to change. Everybody saw that had to change. And, uh, and it was shocking, but was motivating as well. So... Um, I was enjoying the guys. I was trying to to fit myself also in the team because I was always uh, shy to come in inside of a new atmosphere. So I was trying also to build some relation with the, the guys. They everybody received me and Thiago and Alex really well. So it was was challenging, uh, but it was motivating as well. I think uh, I, I was trying to motivate myself to be part of this give my advices when I was asked for, and, um, and change, change was, they were really going fast. And uh, this was also something that I could see.
0: A, ch- a chat about the pitch, for example, people in, in outside of France may not know that, that all the, the infrastructures are owned by the local communes. So it's yes. the, the town hall that sends the people to go and mow the lawn at the, at the Comte de Loge and at the Parc des Princes at the time. Yeah. And I, I heard a story of how, of how um, Jonathan Calderwood was, was hired in the end. They were talking with uh, uh, Gerard Houllier and Ancelotti and saying, so who, who had the best ground in England? And they said, well, Aston Villa had the best ground in England. Yeah. And so they said, okay, call the guy, call the guy. and that's how. And so <laughs> Jonathan Calderwood came and he was in shock as well. At the the state of the pitches, yeah. but it's people don't understand how important maybe the pitch not only at the stadium but at at a training ground is as well. It's hugely hugely important for injuries, for the style of play, for for everything.
1: Everything, because football is preparation, and if you don't have conditions on the pitch, you have nothing. You can have whatever you you can have it be, be as as the best in the world outside the pitch. It will help. But without the pitch, I think you cannot prepare in a technical way, in a technical way. I, I think uh, it's, it's so important. And um, in the end, I was joking with Jonathan. He said, you killed our excuses because we have no excuses <laughs> to miss a cross or to, or to miss a pass because the, he changed completely the style of the team. Uh, he was helping the, the, to change all this style of the team of playing. And uh, we had uh, with him totally different conditions. I think he had a lot of work to do it because before we couldn't even do a possession mm-hmm. game really well. The, the pitch was wasn't helping. The time that was cold. The pitch was really terrible. But back the France we had a lot of problems as well. But mm-hmm. we slowly he was changing, and we could see from one summer to another one that he came really doing the hard work that. Pitch was changing and then the smile came in our faces that we could play a better game.
0: At the, at the end of that first season, you, you missed out on the, on the league title after that first six months. How much of a disappointment was that? Because there, did you feel that the pressure was on already in that first season? I spoke to Guillaume Warrault, uh yesterday about, about this pod as well. And he says that right from the start, you could feel this pressure that Antoine Comboare, after six months, was replaced, that these players were coming, that every six months, new players, and there was a pressure around the club to perform, not winning the title that first year. How did, how did that feel?
1: Um, well, we were really disappointed. I think um, uh, we talked about me, Thiago and Alex. We came mm-hmm. in the club and the club were the, they were leading three points ahead of Montpellier. Mm-hmm. And we lost by by two points, something like this. The the championship was really disappointed because we had, I think, in my opinion, we had a much better team. Uh, But the pressure was on. Everything was in the same time. So it's good for Carlo to build something. He was also new in um, in the French championship. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, we had uh, a lot of things to adapt ourselves. And uh, was not helping to perform in the best way, but the pressure was on all the time. Of course, people talking about investments and the, and the players and, and uh, of course, how we, they expected us to win. And this was a new pressure for some of the guys, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it uh, and was, not, not, was not easy to build something really fast in the first six months. And it was totally different the year be- the year um, after because then another players came and mm-hmm. and uh, well, I think we we got used to that pressure and the whole team got, got used to that pressure and was handling much better.
0: Now that that next year there are a lot of players arriving. You know this question's coming, Max, because we, <laughs> we always talk. <laughs> there was one player in particular that you knew quite well, having played with him uh, a lot throughout your career. Did did you have any role to play in, in saying, come on, come on, you can you can come here to, to Zlatan? Uh,
1: of course, I spoke
0: to And Tiago as knowing, well, probably, as well, a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah knowing Tiago less, much less, mm-hmm. of course, uh, Tiago was speaking more with Zlatan, I think, mm-hmm. than with me. <laughs> but uh, I, I think um, a role of talking and saying, uh, what I was feeling, of course, I said to him. He was asking me. Uh, once we had that, we had we could have him and Thiago. Um, I was trying to at least to make it in his head the clear situation of the club, mm. and I knew that things were changing. It was not going to be easy because coming from Milan as a te- team, a giant as well in Europe, mm-hmm. that had everything done and ready to a team that was building something was also shocking for him. But uh, I knew that we could convince him on, on the project. And I think um, he did a huge step for, in his career coming to, to Paris, going to Paris, because he was feeling really a part of the project, building something. And he really helped the team of building this image that we have today.
0: You, you you mentioned earlier the restaurant the fact that there was no restaurant. There's a famous story of Zlatan uh, just losing his temper that the food wasn't wasn't good enough that it that it needed to be to be better. Was was all that the the food the restaurant the the way the club is run all of this about creating a the best environment for the players? Is that what was missing for these players coming from other big European clubs to to just concentrate no, purely that- on football? Yeah.
1: I think so. I think we have a lot of details around the the facilities that, that Rob, you know. I think you know as as me. We spend so much time in the club, more than maybe during some periods of the year, more than home. Mm. That you you need to have, or you everybody wants to have the best conditions to perform. To perform, we had a lot of pressure to win, and it, there, there were things that we were trying to 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 let. Uh, the guy is in charge to know that uh, we could eat a little bit better, we could train in a better pitch, have a better gym, some some facilities for the physio, uh, some machines for the physios to, to work on. Of course, we talk about prevention. All this is prevention of injuries and performing on the pitch. So we were trying. Is I think it's so important to have this, that we can spend time and quality time in the club training, prevent, preventing something bad and, and trying to, to perform and to develop this system of, of game. So, of course, it was was very hard to every one of us uh, that, was, that were coming from other clubs. But it was challenging and motivating us. Uh, I think everybody was positive. Sometimes a little bit losing temper is, is part of, the, of a change as well. But uh, everything was for the good of the, the the club.
0: How did you see the the arrival of David Beckham for the last six months of his career? Because that he he has a history of great clubs as well, but it, he was at the end of his career. There was a lot of talk that it was more for the image of of Paris Saint-Germain. How did you? How was that seen from the inside?
1: Ah, I was. I think we we could never realize how how big was the opportunity to be with a guy like this. I think Ibra came, Islatan is a big name, but I think David was something that everybody was looking for him. And we were his fans and seeing him from close and having the opportunity to learn from his experience in big clubs, his experience in big games. And uh, we were feeling so, so ha- so much happiness to have him around us, especially in, his, in the end of his career, g- giving us this opportunity was amazing. And of course, it was changing the image of, uh, of the club as well. And this is part of, of his history, what he had done in football. And but for us, for me, uh, in particular, was uh, something that I could never imagine. And it was a, a big opportunity for me to learn from somebody that has been so sympathetic and so nice and so professional. Uh, We could see him every day in the work. So, it was a big opportunity and for me it was a blast.
0: That that season, the second year for you, you win the title. It's a fantastic release. Paris Saint-Germain have been waiting since 1994 to win the league title and the, the celebration completely goes crazy. In in yeah. in the streets of Paris, is that point you also realize something about special about Paris that it's a place where things can go completely crazy as well? Because in the end, the your celebrations had to be cut short. Everyone raced back to the the Parc des Princes because there were too many people and it was just going crazy. Yes, uh, that was the first time that I
1: that I saw that Paris was um, a club that was... They were thirsty, the, the fans, they were thirsty to, to win something. They had mm. this, this dream of winning the title. They were, I think they were behind in some years, and for the first time, they, they, they exploded in happiness of winning the championship. Um, I think we, we were uh, completely surprised about the reaction. It uh, was very nice to ce- celebrate uh, in, uh, in, fr- in front of the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. But uh, things got, got a little bit uh, dangerous. And we, we went back to Paris-de-Prince. And, and we could never celebrate in the city anymore. So we, this was a pity as well. Because we wanted to be close with the fans. And we could never celebrate in the city anymore. And this was something that we regret but anyway i think was for us the first moment that we saw that the fans they they had this they explode in happiness of winning something that they were waiting for
0: it's it's actually i just realized you are saying that you say it's the first time you saw this it's because that you're still we're still talking about a period where there were no ultras in the parc des princes as well so the atmosphere didn't have the singing and the the color that perhaps we can see we can see these days because I think it wasn't till 2015, 2016 when the the ultras the returned as well. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 absolutely. We we had this stadium that was supporting us, but we mm. didn't know, especially us, the guys that were here were so so short time in the club. Mm. We didn't know the effect of the ultras in the in the in the team, and we we had this first first contact during this celebration. And, uh, of course, later in the years, they came back to Parc-de-Prince and, and we have this atmosphere that today uh, we were talking here before about the game against Dortmund and we mm. see the ultras and the fans around the, the Parc-de-Prince. Even here in Brazil, I had the chicken skin and, uh, and thinking how special it is for the fans to, to win things that are important for the club and how they enjoy it with the, with the team. So was the first contact that we had with the Ultras and it was just a pity because, of course, a lot of stores, they were broken and things were mm, yeah. a little bit too much. But um, I think um, we could never celebrate a title in the city again.
0: Well, now when you see, and perhaps it's a little bit to do with that, but now we see that was the first title of this this reign in 2013. Now the league title maybe isn't doesn't come with that same fervor that same passion when paris saint-germain win it because that's 7 times now in the last in the last 8 seasons that paris have won it and for me that's a huge shame as well because I, w- during this preparing this interview i'm now going to jump forward 3 years and that's completely against the idea of playing every week of working hard of building something which is what you guys did when you arrived but but now even even us on the inside we think paris need to win the league title that's the minimum now and we look to europe for that next step do you understand that
1: not not too much of mm. course um, i think uh, the project came and the, the the players they give this dream to everybody and um, and the ambition is of course to win the champions, champions league and is the most uh, important title of course in europe when you wanted to reach the big and the, the, these big teams, you need to reach that to be respected as as one really big team. And we have this condition today that everybody dreams and has the ambition to win. Of course, it's completely different to reality. But we cannot put the championship as something that is normal because mm. maybe the, the investment is different from the other clubs. And the,
0: but it's not easy
1: to go out and play every three days having the pressure to win all the time. Uh, people expect the best and people dreams to see our players. Uh, you, have, uh, go, you go through a lot of pains during the year, injuries and a lot of things that are difficult to build around this team. So you cannot put the championship as something really okay. They won it, yes or no. It doesn't matter. It's, 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 I don't think it's, we give it too much value of the work of the players and the mm-hmm. staff. And people around the team that has put in a lot of work on this seasons to win the championship. But uh, it's also uh, a responsibility of the players because sometimes we won the championship so much earlier that everybody thinks that this is is too easy. So I I put it as, of course, the ambition is to go higher in Europe Mm -hmm. and it, it doesn't change but i always listen pep guardiola saying that the, the, the most important is the championship because it gives you the the stability of performing and it gives you the, the spirit of perform performing every 3 days you cannot think that you play the championship like this and one day you arrive in the champions league that will have the intensity and the and the, and the power to to play against the big team. so you need to keep in the championship the stability, the intensity, and the concentration to, to arrive in these big games and to be used to, to, to this intensity, to this hard work. So, championship is very important. Uh, Champions League, of course, um, has more credit, uh, but we cannot forget the championship and the hard work that everybody goes through during the whole year to, to win it.
0: When, the, those three years under Laurent Blanc where, where you won the league very well, one season I think it was when it was incredible, the 9-0 the victory over Troyes to, to win the, yeah. the championship in, in March and 90, yeah. 96 points I think at the end uh, it was the best season in the history of, of French football ever and still that disappointment in the Champions League which in the end cost Laurent his his position as as coach. How did how do you looking back now at those years and and the year after with Unai Emery as well? What happened in in Champions League? And I know there's no easy easy answer to that. But why was there why was it so hard to get to take that next step?
1: Uh, a lot of things uh, uh, have been in these two games. We had. Um, I think we didn't have the, the full team. Mm. Maybe the first game against, uh, against City, yes. But the second game, uh, we were trying to fix with the players. We had some mm. another tactic. Uh, I think we didn't perform uh, the best way we could, the players. Yes, we have a responsibility. I think we chose um, things that were difficult for us without having time to train. We, we didn't have the, the whole team to mm. play. Uh, I think it's a little bit... Uh, uh, we didn't have any luck as well. So I think we, we missed a penalty impact the de Some chances that could give us a little bit more advantage in the in the game back in, in Manchester. But, you know, Robbie, so many things yeah. happening in games like this that you cannot say you have no... Like you say, it's not an easy answer because you have no one thing thing that is really... The, key of losing, of winning. is so many details around. And uh, I think we should look to ourselves as a players and see that we didn't perform as we should perform in games like this and then um, trying to learn for the, for the future. That's, we, that's what we did.
0: I, we spoke a lot after the, the, the 6-1 loss to, to Barcelona as well. And I know this is another bad memory, but it's an, it, people look at it in so many ways and 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 i know you don't like to talk about it just because no matter what happens and i can go through the match minute by minute and point out the things that didn't go in favor of Paris Saint-Germain and and a sense of injustice and things that that were strange that that were not fair that that influenced the decision but and you told me this when you lose 6-1 you just have to shut your mouth
1: Because uh, games like this, uh, you, you have an advantage of uh, winning four zero. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a it's a huge advantage, and uh, you have to take You you have to play in a different way. I think uh, as once again, as a players, we should look to ourselves and see the responsibility. Of course, this game was very strange on on terms of we had a lot of injustice mm-hmm. around the whole game that was. Uh, punishing us all the time but if we look at the game minute by minute uh, we didn't play we didn't play well we didn't play at all and, um, and this we we cannot forget I, I think we should every game that we lose is a moment to, to, to do a reflection about what we did uh, what we could have done and, and moving forward and uh, of course it's a damage for the club is a huge pain for the team, uh, as was against Manchester United as well. A huge pain uh-huh. in the game back in in Paris. Uh, you cannot you cannot forget these this mem these bad memories. Uh, it's, the pain that cost us is is a lot. But we need to move forward and to try to to build from these deceptions or something good.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say you came when you arrived at the club you were talking about building physical things like the the pitch the gym the restaurant the the infrastructures of the club and now when you when you haven't left the club but when you left the club as a player you moved into into the management of the first team what are you building now at the club it's more is it more psychological is it more mental is the club the french say growing the bigger shoulders to to carry the weight of of all the expectation and everything is that is that what is being built now?
1: Um, to be honest, Rob, going uh, being out is very difficult. What is uh, to being out of the club now is difficult to say. What um, they are building now, what we were trying, what I was trying to to do when I stopped food, when I stopped my career and went to the to the administration side. Let's say like this. Mm-hmm. I was trying to, of course, to give some experience to them, and everybody was caring a little bit, but we changing teams, and uh, this is not easy to change managers, and this is not easy to give in the stability changing the direction as well mm-hmm. so we we had a lot of things going around that was not giving the stability probably and I think something that went really that is not easy to handle in Paris because we talk about the team that is different from a club that is different, different from a lot of, a lot of clubs, that is the ambition of winning the Champions League. Is, is, it became uh, some obsession. Mm. And um, you go around Paris, Everything, everybody talks in August that this year we're gonna, we are going to win the, champion, the Champions League. It comes, maybe we pass through the first uh, the group stage and everybody's out. Wow, the team is so, it's still December and everybody's talking about this year we're going to win the Champions in a club that has a stability, nobody talks about it because mm. everybody knows that has a lot of work to be done until arriving uh, until the final or semi-final. So, this this ambition, it became also some obsession. And this doesn't help the players, doesn't help the atmosphere around the players. And, of course, a lot of things changed. So, I think what I was trying to do when I stopped football was to make the players feel comfortable to perform in the best way they could and um it's not easy around paris but mm-hmm. that that was that what i was trying to to do
0: there was a an interview with Ander herrera back in back in spain just a couple of weeks ago where he was talking uh, on a television show and and he said we lost 2-1 to borussia dortmund away and everyone was like it's a disaster it's it's just a there's a meltdown the club is in crisis and he couldn't he, he could not believe it coming from and he's coming from Manchester United where he's played for five years where there is pressure and a team that wasn't always performing he's like he couldn't he couldn't understand that there was this reaction to what was not a a bad result in the Champions League absolutely. against a side like Dortmund
1: absolutely it's like uh, I think the emotions around Paris is Mm. Is, is is ups and downs, and this doesn't help. You win a you win a game that is important is wow, and then, and then you lose a game, then is is also important and it's a crisis. So it goes ups and downs in the Champions League, especially, and this doesn't help. This this fear of losing, maybe also the mentality, the sometimes negative mentality of mm-hmm. uh, this can happen again. This can happen again. These things um, are really around the team. doesn't give the best, the best um, stability for the players in, in an emotional way. But of course, uh, this we can talk. But inside of the pitch, the players they need to perform, and and this is the most important to perform to have this concentration, the personality of going these games and say, okay, it's a game that we can win, and going with the confidence. And playing the bestest, because we I think the best um, the best uh, performance that we had I think probably was in against Barcelona in 2013 mm. when we draw home and we were drawing one one there we had no we were we were winning one yeah. zero and we could feel Pastore. this team that was mm. yes we could feel that this team was had fear against us we could feel it on the pitch uh, unfortunately Messi came in and. And change it a little, a little bit at the end of the game. But we were drawing against Barcelona two games. And we were proud because we knew that the players from Barcelona, they, they respected us. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the feeling that the players should should have it of the personality of playing the best they can. If they lose, it's a sport. But having this feeling that they gave the best. And we didn't have, after this, at least uh, me as a player, I never had... This feeling that we gave our best against in these uh, yeah, big the
0: game looking yeah, back Champions. now now Max you're so from December 20, 2012, January 2013, all the way through no before January 2012 all the way through to, to the end of, end of your career. when you look back at what do you remember most about your playing days in Paris where you' you're playing with? Some incredible players, getting some incredible results. What did what does your Paris time when you look back at it
1: now, what does it mean? As a man in my personal life, I I think it was the city that I was more free. I was enjoying so much. I loved the city. I really I really do love the city. Um, I learned a lot of things from my from my kids. The education was amazing, the culture of Paris. Uh, I learned so many things about the French and the Parisians uh, people, so I, I was really enjoying that. But as a player, I think I was enjoying every day to go to work. Mm-hmm. This is what I remember. And I said in an in interview, not so far, that from 2013, 2015, I think we had an atmosphere in the team that was unique, that was amazing, that was really in, Joyful, joyful, because we were happy to have breakfast together. We were happy to train. We were laughing sometimes going to dinners. Uh, players, I think we are, I I did really enjoy, and this of course I could say titles. We won so many titles. I could say games here that we were playing really good football. Uh, but I think um, what I did really, what I do really remember today is the time that I was enjoying to go to work every day during this period. And uh, learning so many, so much from, from the club and trying to help the club as well. And being a part of this and this project was amazing for me.
0: I, I'll leave it there, Max. I won't ask my last question, which is, is this the year Paris can win the Champions League? <laughs> don't answer. It's not... <laughs> It's not a, it's not it's not even a real question. Don't don't go there. Don't I, say anything.
1: <laughs> I hope that we still can play the Champions League this season.
0: Yeah, exactly. That will, we hope that someone wins the Champions League this this season. Yeah,
1: I, I really <laughs> do hope that we uh we we see this team playing again in the Champions League because we know that the French league is has stopped at is uh, and there is the end but uh to see this team that were performing really good and to see them in the Champions League will be amazing again.
0: Fantastic, Maxwell, Paris Saint Germain legend, telling us about the club. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Thank you very much.